0: Caring for your aging parent can be so hard. Hey, I'm Louise, and I'm an elder care guide and coach. I see with my clients how many different areas of difficulty there can be when you take on the huge task of caring on a regular basis for your aging parent. These podcasts are put together by me based on my experience with client issues, with their need for advice, their need for guidance, their need for clarity. Hopefully they help, but please don't hesitate to message me if you have any requests for a podcast on a specific topic. I'm also looking for guest speakers, so if you'd like to speak with me about elder care issues or elder care services, don't hesitate to contact me as well. Take care and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Hey, everyone, I hope you're all okay. This podcast is going to have some stories about my mother. The Abbots, our family, is full of laughter, adventure. And often we see the humor in things, maybe not even there, but we do find humor in and we find that it's a good stress reliever, relieves the burden sometimes. So I'm going to share with you a few stories about Edna. But first, I'm going to tell you a tiny bit about Edna. Edna, my mother, is 96 years old. She was born in England. When she was little, her parents were staff at a chateau. Actually, not even a chateau. What would it would have been a state house in, in Scotland? So she grew up on the grounds of a beautiful stately home in Scotland. And then came back to England, married my father, Leonard, Len. And they adopted my brother and I, my mom would have been late 30s, I think, early 40s with my brother. Anyway, my brother, my mother and father then when I was nine, so she would have been in her 40s at that point, my father was just 50. They picked us all up, and we moved to Canada, Toronto, Canada. My father was in the film business, and he had found work here. And so we moved to toronto and grew up there grew up here about 12 years later my father who was a big wonderluster, decided that he was going to retire from film so he would have been about 62 and he picked my mom up and off they went to san diego california and opened up a british pub called the princess of wales i have hours of stories about the princess of wales alone and their shenanigans but I will hold back with those stories until a later date. I also have many stories about my dear father as he aged, which I will also share with you. But today is Edna's day. I'm gonna share you a few stories. They make us laugh. I Forgive me if you find them offensive. I hope you don't. Here goes. Edna was living at home after my father died and she had been using a cane. She had had hip and knee replacements and she was also a little bit heavier. So her joints were wearing and so she was on a cane and she didn't find getting around. She was okay to get around, but going to big malls and big box stores wasn't her biggest thing. Anyway, I go over there and she says she's English and she looks like the queen so if I switch into an English accent, I'm imitating my mother. <laughs> so she said to me, I went over and I said, Hey mom, you know, let, are we gonna have lunch? You know, what, what would you like us to do? She said, this is when she lived alone in her home, but she, we were getting a little antsy about this because she was falling over a fair bit at this point. So we were in the process of making some plans with her as to where or what she'd like to do next. Anyway, she says, Louise, I'd like to go to Walmart, please. I need some things and you know, I'd like you to drive. Said, okay, mom, let's get in the car. In the car we went, off we went to Walmart. In the parking lot, she says to me, I've been using those carts that they offer for the older people, so let's find one of those. So sure enough, in we go and you know how they have them plugged in, they're charging at the front. So there's one right there for her, which is great. So I'm liking it because I can kind of pile my bags in there. And there's like a little um, basket on there. It's great. So I'm assuming that she's done this before. And off we go. She kind of goes her way, I go my way. And I hear in her English accent, excuse me, sir, could you Could you reach the the potato chips up there, please? Because I can't reach it. So rather than getting in and out of the cart, she's chosen to stay seated and get people to get her stuff. At this point, she could have gotten in and out of the cart, but it would have been a struggle. So fair enough. So I overhear this like two rows down. I say nothing. It's okay. Somebody helped her. That's fine. Then the next thing I hear is, is a clatter and a crash. A couple of rows down, so I'm like, "Uh-oh!" Off I go, over I go. Take a look around the corner, and she's taken out one of those stacks of like laundry detergent things, and it's all it's all over the place. So the kind guy who was stocking the shelves, who helped her get her chips down, is now running after you know, like running around trying to clean up the the box soap debacle, and and all I see is sort of the tail end of the cart going down an aisle. The next I hear is a scream. So I start to walk a little faster and actually start breaking into a run. And as I come around the corner, there's a mother clutching her little boy to her as I see the tail end of my mother's cart go back around the aisle corner. Now I'm trying to find her because I realize now she's just driving recklessly and she probably almost ran over that little boy. I walked down the aisle pretending that I knew nothing and that I was not affiliated or associated in any way with the woman in the cart. And the woman was like, it's okay, son, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. And, you know, you have to really look where you're going, blah, blah, blah. But ultimately, I do believe he almost lost his life that day. I'm joking he did not but he totally could have gotten injured so now I'm kind of trying to break into a run I'm trying to find my mother I come around the corner she's nowhere to be seen I don't know where she is so I'm walking quickly looking down the aisles looking down the aisles looking down the aisles and I hear another crash about seven aisles over but this time it's in the clothing section so off I go at a clip now because of getting a little afraid and there's like a rack of shirts in the men's section that are, that's on the floor with shirts all over the floor like it's been knocked over and i look up and just about 40 feet ahead of me there goes my mom around a corner and she's clipping those corners like she's scraping around the corners so then i hear the familiar beeping you know when the trucks back up and you hear that beeping that beep beep, beep. Okay, so I follow that sound. And sure enough, there she is. But she's a little trapped because she's kind of gone down an, an, an aisle where they're actually stalking at the end and they're blocking that thing. So now she's backing up. And we're in the paper section. And so she's slowly backing, backing, and she's all over the place. She's swerving, she's reeling. I'm like holding my breath, hoping she'll make it out. I'm offering to drive. She's telling me she's fine. Louise, I'm fine. I don't know what the fuss is about. Why is everybody making such a fuss about this? I'm fine, I'm fine. I've driven all my life. I know what I'm doing. Beep, 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 continues, continues. She backs up. That same little boy is right behind her. I have to grab him out of the way. She's just about to hit him yet again. And that is when I decided that we were probably done our shopping and we should probably go before somebody decides to approach me and yell at me and or sue us for reckless driving. She never was able to ever. I never let her drive one of those again. It was just too reckless. And I will say... And I did say this to the Walmart customer service, they need to have a little like test because anyone can use those. And seriously, they can be quite dangerous. This story happened at Christmas. My brother and sister-in-law always have Christmas up at their beautiful cottage. We all go up. We all spend three, four days together. We enjoy ourselves immensely. We have a lot of laughs, a lot of fun. Of course, my mother is with us too. Between us, we have five children. And so there's the four adults, my mom, five adults, including my mom. And then there's five children. So it's a a full house and a couple of dogs. So Christmases have always been There's stories at every Christmas, but this particular Christmas, we're all having a nice time and we're sitting around and we're having some lovely wine and some laughs and some appetizers and enjoying ourselves. And then we have a beautiful dinner and then I'm tired, so I decide I'm going to go to bed and most people do, but my mom and my partner, Philip, decided to stay up. They hadn't finished their wine. They were just going to finish their wine, have a little chat and continue on. So I'm sleeping in the loft. So I'm kind of open to the downstairs and I can hear everything that's going on down there. And so I hear, I hear, oh, 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 Philip's saying, oh, oh, Edna, oh, e- Edna and she's, I hear, I'm going, I'm going down. I'm going down. Oh, I'm going, I'm, I'm going down. And then I hear them, I hear a big bump and then I hear them laughing hysterically. Like my partner Philip's laughing so hard. I can tell there are tears in his eyes and my mother too is laughing so hard. And I hear Philip going, okay, now I've got you, I've got you like now, like bend your knee this way and here I'm gonna get you under the arm and we're gonna do this and we're gonna do that and I'm gonna try to get in They're laughing so hard. And this literally goes on for 10 minutes. I don't come downstairs because I figured they have it under control or they'd be yelling for help and everything seems okay. So it's all good. And the next morning we get the story. My mother had worn socks and it was a hard, it's a hardwood floor in the living room of their cottage. And so she was trying to get up from a low couch and because her socks and she didn't have any purchase She's sliding slowly, slowly, slowly sliding. Her legs are sliding out. And remember, I told you my mom's a fairly heavy woman, so as she's sliding, as her feet are sliding out from under her, Philip is trying to stop her, but he can't. He can't himself get purchase on the floor, and she's just slipping. But slowly, slowly, he said it was like slow motion. She's like, "I'm going, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going," and then thump, her bum hits the floor. So nothing horrifying. But what's happened now is she's on the floor and she doesn't have the leg power to get herself back up. She, she, you know, she's at that point where literally if she falls, she can't get back up on her own. And because she's, it's awkward, as we all know, to pick up anyone who has sort of isn't able to help you or help themselves get up. So there's Philip trying to figure out how to get her up off the floor without, you know, hurting himself or her. And so eventually he had to take the socks off, I believe, and have her sort of grabbed, get some traction, and then he pulled her up. And uh, but they thought it was so so funny. And it, actually, I remember lying in bed thinking, what are those two up to? And laughing at how hard they were laughing. It was making me laugh. And so, again, she didn't say, oh, why am I so old? I'm so frustrated. Fortunately for us, you know, there wasn't any dementia or anything at that point. And Philip, of course, you know, it, it's she's not his mum, but he was still kind enough and, you know, loves my mum enough to help her get off the floor and still see the humor in the whole situation. That's a heartwarming Christmas story of Edna. So the next story about Edna takes place in a mall near her house in a big box restaurant that will remain nameless, a chain restaurant. It was her favorite and at this point she was still on a walker, but we didn't usually go far. We used to go to the re- the restaurant. We actually went shopping at the shop right next door to the restaurant. She would come in, I would drop her at the door. She would have her walker, I'd leave her there and then I'd go park and then we'd, I'd run back in. It was always a pain that was, it was always stressful because she's standing there by herself. I'd run back and then we'd go and we walk to this shop very slowly and she'd sit on her walker and we'd do some shopping. And then we'd walk to the restaurant next door. So she says, oh, I have to go to the washroom. So I don't think anything of it. We've ordered drinks, um, coffees, I think, and an appetizer and off she goes. I'm not paying any attention. My coffee comes, I'm drinking my coffee, kind of daydreaming, enjoying quiet. And then the appetizers come and I'm like, where is she? So in, I, I get up and I go, I better go to the bathroom. So I go off to the bathroom and my heart stops when I come in because I see she's in a regular stall, not the the bigger stall for people with you know special needs. She is in a regular store, stall and her walker is outside the door. Like I can see it, it's sitting in the common area of the washroom. Not good, trust me. Then I look at the door and the door goes, it's about six inches off the floor and it goes all the way up to the ceiling. So I'm thinking, okay. And then I said, hey, mom, are you okay? And she said, Louise, Louise, oh, thank God you're here. I can't get up. And I'm like, oh, great. Under my breath, I'm like, oh, it's all right, mom. It's okay. Can you reach the door? No, I'm stuck on the toilet because I can't stand up. My walk is outside the door. I so said, I can see that, mom. And there's no handles on the wall. Great. So I'm like panicking now because I'm thinking. So I tried the door and it's it's locked. I rattle it a bit. It's locked. There's a lady washing her hands and she looks at me and she said, you know, a lot of times, especially with these new doors, they do have keys. So I said, oh, I didn't think of that. Thank you very much. So then I'm like, and my mom's a little deaf now at this point. So now I'm like, mom. I'm going out into the restaurant to see if I can get a key. Her hearing's not great. Pardon? Mom, I'm coming right back. Pardon? Mom, I'm going to the restaurant to see if I can find the key. Oh, Louise, you don't have to yell. I'm not deaf. I'm like, I'll be right back. So off I go and I find the manager of the store and I say, My mother is locked in the stall. Is there a key to the door? And she looks at me and she's like 12. I swear to you, like, you know, I'm older. She just, she's probably like early 20s, but she looked like she was 12. And she said to me, Oh, we don't, we've lost those keys a long time ago. (laughs) I'm like, Okay, well, my mother's trapped in there. And I'm not quite sure how are we going to get her out then because there's only like, there's a very small, it was probably like, I don't even know i actually don't even know probably like just under a foot maybe like for sure i was not getting under there like for sure me and my you know middle-aged bod was not squeezing into under there i thought about that of course it's the first thing i thought of so she said she was quite a petite young lady she said oh it's okay i've done it all the time so when we go and she's going to climb under the door and she's going to, to unlock it and come out. So I'm like, mom, there's a lady coming in. <laughs> Pardon? I'm like, cause she's sitting, remember, she's sitting on the toilet. She hasn't been able to pull up her trousers, nothing. So she's sitting on the toilet and she's a bit compromised. So I want to warn her that it's not me coming under the door. It's a stranger. So there I am screaming, through the door that somebody's coming she's like pardon pardon so finally the girl just gives up on her conversation and under she goes literally right under it was quite she's done it before for sure anyway under she goes up she gets unlocked and out she was out she didn't even look back she said nothing she looked at nothing she just kept going I was like thank you As she left mom's like oh hello oh what are you doing oh do I know you and then she unlocked and went so then I, you know, get my mama up off the toilet, we get her pants up, everything's good. Out we go for the appetizers and, and, it was it was actually very very funny, but at the time that particular one was not. I was a little stressed out. I was very concerned we weren't going to get her out, and we we're going to have to call the fire department or something. Until that tiny teeny little manager came in and helped us out. So I'm grateful to them. They handled it very well, very very civilly. I'm sure it happens a lot. And uh, my mom doesn't like to speak of it now. She doesn't remember it, but um, it was an event. Now when I when I of course, when I came home to tell Philip the story, he could see the humor in it. And then, of course, I could see it much more because it was a bit ridiculous, the whole situation. Hey, everybody. I'm Louise Abbott, and this is my podcast, The Roller Coaster of Elder Care. Thanks so much for joining me this week, and I hope to see you all again next week. Please message me if you have any ideas or requests for topics for me in the upcoming months. I appreciate your suggestions and I will do my absolute best to integrate them into my topics. Take care and have a wonderful day, everybody.